We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 76, year three. Today we're going to talk about the Johnny Chan uh, social um, scandal that's been going on. We're going to talk about what I've been doing since the WSOP ended. We're going to talk about the five diamond, everybody in town. The mouthpiece is next. What up? What up, everybody? How's it going? Um... Lots of news in the real world and the poker world. Uh, so let's uh, start out with um, the poker world. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't know by now, um, uh, article came out the other day talking about Johnny Chan social is closing and they owe millions of dollars or whatever to players and they have no money to pay. And is it a scandal or is it the truth of what Johnny Chan is saying? Well, that's for you guys to realize. Um, I, um, talked to Johnny Chan uh, for quite a long time today and um, the truth of the matter is I don't know the truth but according to Johnny when he was in Vegas for the World Series his partner emptied out the bank accounts and all the money in it and by the time he came, and took off and by the time he came back uh, this is where everything stood. Now, I'm sure there's a bigger story to this. Um, I, um, you know, I've known Johnny for a long time. I always thought he was a stand-up person. A lot of people don't get along with him because he's kind of hard on people, but me and him have always gotten along real good, and, uh, I mean, he's always been nice to me and honest. So... Uh, when I called him today to see if he wanted to be a guest on the podcast um, to discuss what's going on, and um, and that's when he, he kind of didn't want to come on the podcast, but basically wanted to tell me his side of the story, which was what I just said. His partner robbed all the money, uh, from the bank and the safety boxes and everything while he was in Vegas. I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that. I'm sure there's a lot of other things to it. Uh, I'll find out shortly. Uh, you know, so that's kind of where I stand. Now, I have been on the phone with some people, uh, very close friends of mine, um, to discuss buying the club uh, and me moving from Vegas to Houston and running it. Uh, I know uh, that could come as a shock to uh, most of you, but I've been debating about moving to Texas for close to two years now. So it's not uh, anything out of the 
ordinary. Uh, I see this as a business opportunity uh, with a club that was really doing well before this happened. And uh, so, you know, um, I've got a bunch of phone calls set up for tonight and just to see um, what we're going to do and if uh, my partners and them are interested in doing a business, um, then we're going to uh, go into more serious talk. So as of right now, if you didn't know, Johnny Chan's Club 52 or Club 88 got, they shut down two days ago. Uh, they owe a lot of customers a lot of money. Uh, rumor has it it's around a million dollars. Uh, so they are, uh, I mean, it, it reminds me so much of the full tilt situation where Ray Batar stole 530 million and we were dead broke the next day and my life was in shambles. Um, uh, this is, uh, a smaller scale, I think of that, um, in which full tilt was looking for investors so they could pay people. Uh, in which, you know, Johnny Chan is looking for, uh, you know, somebody to invest, to uh, pay, pay everybody. Uh, so I, I look at it as a, um, an opportunity for myself and an opportunity to help get the club out of uh, the financial woes that it's in. So, as for now, uh, as I talk for an hour with Johnny Chan, uh, again, I don't want to go into too much detail except for the fact that, you know, he insists that this all happened when he was in Vegas and, um, and it's kind of destroyed him uh, in a more than one way. So, I'm going to... Um, uh, basically like uh, definitely do a lot of uh, research uh, I've been talking to somebody that used to work there uh, I've been talking to so, so many people today because you know I, I look at it as a really good business opportunity for me uh, where I could really make good money uh, people come down to play when I'm there it's uh, the the persons, my friends who I'm working on a business deal with uh, about buying the club. So, anyways, um, th th there's a uh, uh, a lot more to this story that is being told to me. But uh, if uh, uh, if I'm able to uh, do something and <clears throat> uh, a situation comes up uh, that uh, hey Frank what's going on buddy good to see you uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll keep you guys informed but as of right now uh, this is what's been told to me um, and they're trying to get it squared away and uh, hopefully uh, I mean it's a good opportunity for me and I'm, I, I've been something that I'm very considering so um, you know there really wasn't much detail except for the fact that 
Johnny Chan's partner robbed him for millions and left him in a very tough spot. So that's what's going on there. Um, uh, on our next podcast, uh, probably next week, I'll uh, let you guys know uh, what's come about with this and what's been going on. So since I last talked, uh, I gave you a World Series of Poker update. Then I played two more tournaments. I played the Turbo on Sunday and uh, for 1K, and then I played the 5K on Monday. Uh, we we're 20 out of the money, and I played a 306K pot. Average was 206. I had kings. They had sevens. You don't need to know what the rest of the story is. So, um, you know, that's kind of what's uh, been going on. Um, and uh, I then took, uh, after the World Series ended, I didn't leave the bed for like four days, five days. I fucking haven't left the bed for 13 days. Yesterday I left the bed, went out. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, I figured it was going to rain in Vegas and I found out it is which is why I'm in so much uh, right now so um, it's going to be tough I'm trying to get through this podcast and uh, we're going to make it short tonight one hour and then I'm going to watch the Patriots murder the Bills so uh, that's uh, what I what I plan on doing Um yeah, in um, there is no regulation in Houston, which is why there's a lot more to the story that's going on. But we'll get into that at a later date. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I took five days off, jumped in a poker game. My brain wasn't ready. I was half asleep, and I dumped like literally dumped 25,000 in like 90 minutes. It was an absolute travesty for me. I was so down. I said I was taking two weeks off. Uh, and I, I went and I made a mistake. I kind of slipped back to my old self a little bit. And uh, I, I'm a little down about that. So that happened. And uh, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying, uh, uh, uh. I hate when I do that, but I'm I'm trying to not forget things because that's what I do all the time. Uh, but we'll, but you know. Um, so, anyways, so then I jump back in the game on Friday. So now we're talking about ten days after my last World Series event. Hi, Flash. Come here, Flash. Come here. Come on, come on up. Come on, Bubba. Yes, don't be lazy. You're only 20 years old. Jump. Good boy. Good boy. That's a boy. You want to say hi to everybody? I know everybody loves Flash. Okay, you could say hi to everybody. Cause... Oh, don't fall, Flashy. Don't fall. Oh, there he is. There's the 20 year old. He'll be 20 in uh, 20 days. I spent all that money for surgery. The motherfucking cat better live to be 21. 21, bitch. 
No, no. I spent like 10 grand for your ass. You have to make it at least a year and a, at least $1,000 a month, right? Cock-sucking fucking cat, I'll tell you. Anyways, uh, so, uh, and then I lose like 9,800. Uh, this was on Friday. And now I'm pissed because now I'm, I lost more money in two days and fuck. And I, I couldn't tell you how long time I lost that much. So I was a little down. I stayed up for like 24 hours straight because I was so angry that I've now lost 35,000 in two plays. Um, I couldn't sleep. And now they start the game at like 7 o'clock. I've been up for 27 hours. I'm just, so I sit in the game. I said, well, I'm going to play like two an hour or two, uh, win or lose. I said, I'm giving you guys a warning now. I'm hitting and losing or hitting and running. I was exhausted. And I played really, really well. Um, but in all fairness, I win a 28K pot. And it was just the normal bullshit cooler. So I'm, I'm playing in the game. I got like 14K in front of me. I was in the game for 9,700. So I was up like 4,300. When this hand came up, a guy raised mm, under the gun plus, either middle position or under the gun plus one. And he's the type of guy that never folds to three bets. Uh, so I usually make him bigger. He opened for 160. I made it 880 with two coins. Everybody folds, he calls. Flop come queen, seven, three of diamonds. Uh, he checks. I bet a thousand into seventeen hundred, and he check raises me to four thousand. This time, I'm hoping that I'm thinking he has like the dry ace of diamonds, maybe ace queen, ace of diamonds, or or even maybe a set of sevens. I mean, he did raise under the gun plus one and call it 800 a re-raise. So I stuffed in 13,500 or 14,200, whatever it was. And he snap called and shows the ace four of diamonds. I mean, I'm thinking, how is this possible? The only person who entered the pot and I re-raised 8x, and he calls, and I have top set, and he has the nut flush. To make a long story short, it came, we run, the, we run it twice in our game. It came queen on the first board and seven on the second board, and I scooped the pot for 28,000, and I win back 20,000 of the money that I was stuck for the two days before. So that's my poker story for the week. Um, and, uh, the Johnny Chan club story that I know about. And so what we're going to do is we got about 40 minutes left. Uh, I'm going to start taking phone calls. Anybody want to ask me questions about any of this or anything else you guys want to talk about? We're going to take some phone calls. Anybody can ask me what we want. We're, 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 Doing this till 5.15, I ain't missing the fucking Patriot game. Let's, let's, uh,
put out the phone call segment. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. Okay, 702-329-0480. I think I got the number right. Feels right. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up? What's up, Mikey? This is Sammy Holden from the chat. How you doing? Good, Sammy. What's going on, my friend? Pretty good. Real quick, I just want to shout out Richard Poplis in mm-hmm. the chat. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I remember when you were talking about how you didn't want to move to Vegas because of your cat's health condition. I didn't want to move to Texas. Was, yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, Texas. Because of Flashy's health, and I thought that that was like super considerate of you um and i have a cat myself yeah and uh i'm guessing now that flash is doing better yeah he's doing good you to go there right yeah he's doing really good and i i figured if i'm gonna go right so i'd have to drive and he 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 doesn't he likes the car so i'm thinking you know I have to drive five cats there. That's a lot of cats. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm more worried about Flash than I am. Uh, the other cats are just going to be themselves. But Flash, you know, uh, I, you could, I, could, I could take them on, on a plane and, in a carrying case and it'd be quicker. But, you know, I don't know how he's going to react. Because, you know, if you watch my show, he likes to talk all the time and I can't even imagine him being on a plane and wanting to talk nonstop, meowing. He'll drive everybody crazy. So, you know, uh, if this deal goes through, uh, I'm I'm definitely going to do it. Now, I do have a lease where I'm staying till August, uh, so uh, that 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 also comes into mind. But you know, if if it does go through, it's going to take uh, take time, anyways. But I see a good business opportunity to make some money. Um, and I, I also see a, an opportunity to, to, um, uh, uh, leave Las Vegas, which I've always wanted to do anyways. So, you know, that's what's going on. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't can't, I wish I could tell you more details about this Johnny Chan, uh, social, uh, club 88 fiasco. But I mean, to me, he just made it out to be like, some his partner stole all this money. I'm sure there's a more to the story, but uh, from now on, he wanted my fans and people who listen to understand that, and he's working on getting it fixed. So we'll see what happens. That's cool. Uh, really quick, I was just fucking around when I said it was Sammy Holdem. It's Nick from Yuma. Oh, okay, okay, Nick. How's it going? Um, the other thing is, I wanted to ask you just because, like, obviously, like we all deal with swings. Um, like you've been in this, you know, you've been just gambling for so long. Like, how come you let 
the losses still emotionally affect you so much? Haven't you, and this isn't me like giving you a hard time, like haven't you learned how to manage that? Oh yeah, I have. Um, I, what, but the losses that bother, the only reason why that 25K loss bothered me was I told myself I wasn't playing for two weeks because I was like brain dead from the World Series. And then I jumped in the game and played absolutely horrible. And I never play bad. I mean, I played the worst I could ever remember playing. I just punted off 20. So I was really aggravated with myself because I don't give away money. So that one bothered me a lot. The World Series beats are the only reason why you hear a lot about them is because I have to watch people like Helmuth make seven final tables and win off the bracelet. Daniel make like five final tables and make two, make a million dollar score between the two of them. And every time I'm down there with good chips, I don't win a pot for fucking three and a half hours. And so it's a little bit out of aggravation, a little bit out of jealousy. But I know this. I play pay- and anybody that listens to the podcast that's listening right now and you want to call me out on it, I don't give a fuck. I play better than every one of these motherfuckers and it ain't even fucking close. How's that? They play 50 tournaments a week their whole lives. Not Daniel and Phil, but all these other people. I play the World Series only and I'm in there, you know, I fit. we just lost power to everything. I still hear. Oh, okay. I still hear you. Uh, can you fix this? I don't know if that. Okay, and and I sit there and play with these people that play nonstop tournaments, and I say to myself, I'm like, I'm so much better than these people. How is it possible that they play so many tournaments, and I only play once a year, and uh, and and I and I'm able to uh, oh to consistently win. Where's the uh, the, the, the keyboard? Hang on a second, buddy. Did it fall? Sure. It's it's got to be here. I I wouldn't open the computer. I don't think you brought it out. Huh? I don't think you brought it out. I go look. I mean, uh, how did I open the computer without the keyboard? Anyways, so the the biggest take I could take from the World Series is. I play better than every one of these motherfuckers and all the people that want to fucking challenge me ante the fuck up because I'll play fucking eight game mix with anybody who wants to play. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's what's... Well, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, obviously, confidence in yourself is great, but uh, in regards to the 88 uh, project, uh-huh. I think you should do it, man. I support you. I'm sure plenty of other people support you. We love you, man. Thanks, man. I I, I appreciate it a lot. You know, like I say all the time, you know, I, I I myself have are trying to better myself every day. You know, become a better person. You know, just do all the right things in life, and kind of like it's really all you can really do. So. And I'm trying to do that. And uh, yeah, this uh, 888 invest in, uh, adventure sounds pretty good. Uh, so I'll let everybody know what's going on. I'm going to take some more phone calls. Yep. I appreciate you calling. Right, Thanks, man. Nick. Last shout out on your bike and shout out to Chipstack. You Thanks, got it, Mikey. Buddy. You got it, my man. Thank Peace. you. All right. 702-329-0480. Ask me anything you want. 30 more I'm sorry. minutes. 
but the person you called has a we're gonna we're gonna take calls for 30 more minutes and then we're gonna watch the patriots mash buffalo come here flash come here bubba what are you doing come here let's let's get you up here Oh, you're so heavy. For Hello. Hey, welcome to Mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. I'm Brandon from Chicago. What's going on, my man? Not much, buddy. First off, I just want to tell you, love the content. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, secondly, I've been coming down the World Series for about eight years now. I never bother any of the pros, mm-hmm. but I always wondered when it when when it comes to when is the best time to approach someone like yourself. Daniel, Phil, uh, when do you the truth of the matter is the, the best time would be right when we go to break the first couple minutes, uh, uh, but or right before break ends, not after everybody walks into the hall, because once everybody walks in, like when we're on break, uh, like I have to do my vlogs, uh, my daily vlogs on the on the uh, scooter and say what's going on and how the game's going, how the tournament's going for a couple of weeks. So that's what I have to do. So after the first couple of minutes, I'm fr- I have to do that. So the best time would be for me is right when we go to break or right when we're coming back from break. Awesome. That's great. Now, yeah, Mike, one more question. Sure. Uh, what do you think about the change of venue for uh, next year? That's a good question. Um, um, because I have, I get a scooter and normally I valet up front, take the scooter down to the poker room and that's what I do. So, uh, I don't know where, how parking's going to be. I don't know where people are going to park. Uh, I'm very concerned for myself with that. Uh, and that's really where I stand right now. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, the world series has run really well, so I'm sure that it'll be configured good and. Uh, I, I have no doubt it'll probably be better than the Rio. I mean, the Rio had the right, you know, because you could park him back and it was easy access. That was a good part of the Rio. Other than that, the Rio was fucking a dump. So, uh, so you know, it's just, uh, you know, what it is, you know. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to it since I could have won three or four bracelets this year and I ended up getting cocked. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, five months from now to try and redeem myself. So we'll see. I played the best poker of my life this year. Um, I, I I didn't get what I deserved. Uh, but, you know, that's poker. And uh, I, I did find myself late, late in day two or early day three, not quite as sharp as I was for the first day and a half. And I attribute that to, you know, not being in the greatest shape uh, because I can't work out because of my injury. And um, I have lost 27 pounds, but, you know, uh, it's not because of that. Yeah, but but like when I I was working out in 08, when I had the best World Series of my life, um, I, I was running eight miles a day. And... The truth of the matter is, is to compete with everybody, uh, you, you really have to run. Um, you, you have to get in shape. I mean, what's his name? Hit it right on the right on the nose. Uh, that um, 
that uh, Ryan Lang, when he when he got knocked out and he made that mistake against Jungle Man, he made a good point. He he told people in his tweet that uh, you know what uh, the truth of the matter is is I got tired and I and I got sloppy and made mistakes. And you're playing the best players in the world for five days. You know, if you're not in shape and Ryan Lang's a little overweight, a little out of shape, it's going to affect him and it affected him. So I know if you're over the age of 40 that you better be in good shape eating right uh, or else, you know, when you're late in a tournament and and the average stack is 10 big bets in limit, uh, you make one mistake, uh, you're ruined. And uh, if I didn't make many. But I could, you know, I could name a few hands where I gave away two big bets or one big bet or, you know, three big bets. And, you know, if I have those three big bets back in limit, uh, maybe I spin it up and win one. So granted, they're minor mistakes. And for me, a minor mistake is always the death penalty where I watch everybody else make not minor mistakes, but monster mistakes. And they come out smelling like a rose at the end. But that I'm not jealous of that. I I just know that my limitations. I know I got to play great every day. And if I make a mistake, it's over. I get punished for it. You know what I mean? I don't just accidentally jump in with a hand and call on 5th Street with a hand I should have folded on 5th and then hit the miracle miracle on 6th and 7th like they do me. It's just I'm not jealous of it. It's just I've been doing it 25 years, and I know if I make a mistake, I get punished. You know, very rarely do I make right. a mistake and come out smelling like a rose. That's why I brought up the the hand where where somehow the only guy who calls me when I three bet him when I had the two queens somehow he has ace four of diamonds and it comes queen seven three of diamonds. You know, and I finally got a break. The board paired twice for me to scoop this pot. But I mean, uh, I, I I can't remember many hands like that in my life. So that's why I brought it up. Yeah, I had an opportunity to play with you in the 3,000. I think it was a bit number like uh, 80 or so. Oh, the, the 3K PLO? Yeah, I finished yeah, yeah. seventh. I, I, was, I played fantastic. Probably the best PLO I've ever played in my life. What's that? Yeah. I said congrats on that. I was three away from the bubble. I mean, I mean, with 10, pe- with 10 people to go, I've got above average chips, right? Even with eight people to go, four and four, where shorthanded PLO was my worst game, I literally was playing three of the best PLO players in the world. And honestly, and I, this is I'm, I never have said this before. I felt these guys play PLO every day, hundreds of hours a, a month, and I was as good as they were, maybe better. Okay, I knew what they had every time. I knew when they were raising my button light. I three bet the fuck out of them when I knew they had shit. I used my image and I stole enough pots to keep myself dead even in chips until we combined at seven handed. And when we combined at seven handed, it was 125,000 every seven hands. And I had 1.4 million. I had plenty of chips to win this tournament. And, um, I I had one hand I played that I lost four hundred thousand in, and I asked a lot of the pros if I made a mistake or not, and uh, I asked four of them, and two said no, two said yes. Uh, the two I respect the most who said yes, uh, I I, I kind of took 
you know, I'm kind of going to lean with them because, uh, you know, it was a tough hand. I had, um, it was a raised middle position to a hundred. I called the hundred out of the small blind, which seven, eight, nine queen double suited. The big blind made it 400 and the guy who raised called. And I told myself the guy who raised called has to have these cards that I have. And the other guys got aces, I'm sure. So I literally agonized over the decision for like three minutes, maybe two and a half minutes. And I kept telling everyone, sorry, I'm taking so long. And I decided to call the 300 because uh, that would, I, I had, uh, uh, before the hand started, I had like 835. So it was like 400, three ways, 1.2. And if I catch any good part of this flop, I push the other 400 in where I'm at least, you know, I get three to, I'm, you know, if I get myself like, 58%, 60%, three ways. You know, I got to, now all of a sudden it's like 800 times three, 2.4 million chip pot. And now I got a real shot to win the tournament. So I called the 300 more. Of course, the flop comes just horrible. King, King Jack three rainbow. I mean, I flop a gutter to the dummy in and two backdoor flush draws, but I can't put my last 400 in with that, 425. So I folded. Uh, the hand I went broke with, uh, I had a really, really good hand, and uh, it was pretty unfortunate. I raised the ace, king, queen, six, double suited from middle position to like 175. The guy on the button doesn't see me raise and says raise, and they said Mike already raised. So that he that he, he has the opportunity to leave his 150 in, uh, raise, or call. So now he has to call my bet. The guy in the big blind re-raises, but only min. So now I go all in. I'm never folding ace, king, queen, six, double suited. Uh, But because he only min raised, he couldn't re-raise the guy on the button that accidentally called. So once we came to the conclusion that I was 5,000 less than what the big blind can re-raise, which the big, if the big blind wants to raise and get head up, I guess the guy that didn't even know I raised, he should have potted it. I don't understand why he min-raised. So now, now the guy sees he could call, so he calls, and the other guy calls, and the flop came 8-5 deuce with two diamonds, and I had king-high diamonds, but it's a terrible flop, and... It gets checked around, which is supposed to do in tournament poker. Turn card came a five. It gets checked around again. So now I'm like, fuck, I need an ace, a king, a queen, or even a diamond. As it turns out, the guy in the big blind had the nut flush draw. He had ace, jack, queen, seven double suited. And um, so I was dead to an offsuit ace or a king. But the guy who accidentally, it's pretty unfortunate. The guy who accidentally calls, comes a nine on the river. They check, he bets, he, the other guy folds. The guy who had called had the four, six, seven, eight, one suit. And now he makes a straight on the end. But if he sees me raise under the gun up front, once he never even calls. And I would have ended up winning this pot with ace king high <laughs> instead of going broke. So that's uh, the way I went broke in the was finishing seventh in the PLO, but I I know that I was as good if not better than everybody, and I don't play PLO. Uh, well, people don't understand the biggest mistake they make, and and um, 
Jared Blesnick told me this when Phil Helmuth got second the, the two days later, which I talked Phil into playing. I spent two and a half hours on the phone giving him PLO strategy because it's his worst game. Uh, so, uh, you know, he told me, um, uh, you know, he kept crediting me how much I taught him in, in a day or whatever. But, uh, and Jared Blesnick hit it right on those. He said, what these people, these great PLO people, they don't understand. You're not that good a PLO player. Fucking Helmuth's not good at PLO. Daniel's not good at PLO. But what these other idiots don't understand is the value of tournament chips. He goes, they want to play PLO like it's a cash game. You guys understand the value in tournaments. That's why you guys are always there and all these new guys don't get there. And it's 100% correct. That's why Phil's such a great tournament player and not that great a poker player. He understands tournament poker. That's the difference. I think the biggest thing about you, and, and I can tell in just in watching you over the years, is that you play to win. You know, you're not there just to get a min cash. You're not there for no. any type of accolades that, that come around. No, I, I gave Literally. away. Yeah, I gave away two tournaments close to the bubble this year trying to win. Um, but right. uh, listen, I. I'm not there, I'm not there for the money. I'm there to win. Now, there's some tournaments I'm there for the money, like the 10k PLO that I got fucked in the ass, you know. First place was 800,000, you know, but these other tournaments unless you win or if you don't finish top 3, there's just no money in it. So, uh I made zero top 3s, but I made seven, three final tables, 11 cashes out of 23. And was able to to scrape up about a forty k win in the tournaments, but honestly, what could have been, you know, I I spent like two hundred thousand in tournaments, you know, but what could have been is, you know, it's something I have to look forward to to the next World Series because it really could have been my best World Series ever. All I have to do is switch three river cards and I make like eight hundred k, you know, so whatever right. is what it is. I mean, it happens to everybody, you know, and at the end of the day, your uh, results are, are amazing in themselves every year. So Yeah, you know, the, you. The, the, the people that say I can't w- play with the top players anymore, people like that jerk-off Tony Dunst that run his mouth. The bottom line is this. In the last three World Series, I have 34 catches in 79 events with nine final tables. Put that through your head. 34 catches, 79 events, and nine final tables. Yes, I haven't won one because I never win a pot with three with with at the final table or two tables less, which is fine. I'll, it'll turn. But I want to know how many players in the poker world have uh, thirty four caches in seventy nine events with nine final tables and don't play poker any tournament poker except during the World Series. Okay, so when somebody calls and says that to me, the people say I can't play poker, they could all fucking eat a cock. So, <laughs> anyways, I got to take another phone call. I only got 15 more minutes. Yep. And uh, thanks for the call. Have a good one, my friend. You got it. Later. All right. 329 702 329 0480. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hi, Mike. This is Morgan from Northern Virginia. How are you? Hi, Morgan. How are you? Good, good. I just wanted to let you know. I mean, you're looking really great. You should be really proud of your efforts. Oh, thank you. Lost 27 pounds, decided to put a new look on, and everybody seems to like it. So 
I guess I'm going to be stuck with the new look until uh, until I die, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sure that your cats will enjoy that. And, you know, you're starting off the, the new year ahead of the game. Yeah, I am. And uh, <laughs> Go ahead. What's what? No, no I, was, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, you know, it could have been a great World Series, but it's all good. I'm home. I got my cats, like you said. I got my friends. I've got my fans. I got my family. And, um, you know, I'm uh, financials doing good. Uh, everything's great. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, I'll see what happens with this with this deal down in Texas. Great. Well, listen, before the game starts, I just want to ask you, you always were mentioning this online game that you play in. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know, like, who exactly are you playing with? Are they pros? Are they no, fans? no, we, we don't. We don't allow any pros in our game. Matter of fact, matter. No, she's talking about my home game. Okay. Aren't you talking about my home game? Like the online game that yeah. you've mentioned. Yes, that yes, playing? yeah. So my online home game. Uh, it's uh, I play usually. I try and play an hour a night. Um, I haven't played as much because I was so tired after the World Series. Uh, but I played yesterday and the day before, and uh, we have a good group. Um, there's like five that play every day. We usually have a full table at least uh, four times a week. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of days. We, we play PLO and No Limit Hold'em, one $2 PLO, one $2 No Limit. Um, and uh, everybody who plays is would be on a scale of one to ten, our best players are three. So, um, with a lot of one, with a lot of ones in our tape, in our table. And there's a lot of people in this chat right now that play in my game. They know who the ones and the twos are. So, um, you know, we have a lot of fun. I mean, we had here, here, give you an idea about my home game. Uh, we had somebody in the one, two PLO two days ago. Now the max, max buy-ins 200 cashed out 4,300. That wow. broke all records, by the way. The biggest record before that was twenty eight hundred. <laughs> Forty three hundred in a one two dollar PLO with a two hundred dollar buy in. That's twenty two wow. buy ins. That's tough to win. Wow. You know. So no if you're interested in playing one two PLO or no limit, uh email mouthpoker at yahoo dot com. Uh and my my assistant uh will give you two fifty for two hundred. Uh, for your initial sit down and you'll enjoy it so there's there's nobody on this online game that you suspect is going to be you know no 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 if we see (laughs) if we see somebody winning too much we ask the other players like is the guy good and they all say no he sucks i said okay and then the guy loses it all back or they say and very rarely we've had two guys that were really good uh, one guy, I, he helped, you know, keep the games together. And so I didn't mind that he was winning, you know, but he had like two rules. And one rule was no head up PLO. And the other rule was um, uh, no playing a certain player. And he was winning like he was up like 25,000 in the game over like a three month period playing one and two. And so. Uh, he went, he broke a few rules and pissed a few players off. So we kicked him out and then he rejoined under somebody else's name 
and everybody said that this guy felt like like it was the same guy because you could tell you know we don't have that good players you know and they when somebody play they play the same way and I find out his IP address was the same so he had beat the game for another Dodgy. seven yeah we, he beat the game for another seven thousand uh, and because I'm a nice guy uh, based on the rules and the site I could have just stiffed him for all of it. But I gave him three thousand and gave the other four thousand back to the players that play in my room. Generous, so. generous. Well, wait a minute, Mike. Why haven't you played an online game with Phil Helmuth? Because I know you just. Oh, I played that home game. That, yes, I, I, I play is in. Is good there? Uh, I, I mean, but clearly, besides Phil. Yeah, uh, Phil. Phil hasn't played it in a while, uh, and someone else is running the game now. Um, the game is not what it used to be, but I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, I, like I was saying, I lost 35,000 in two plays. I won back, uh, 20,000 yesterday. Uh, so I'm down a small amount since the world series, but yeah, it's, it's a good game. And, uh, but it's like any other game. If you don't focus, you don't win. I don't care how good the game is. So. Uh, well, wait a minute. Are you playing? If you lost thirty five and then won twenty, are you playing in that particular game, the field game? Are you playing against one, two, and three level players? No, 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 no. Better players? I no, I'm the best player in that. I, I'm the best player in that game by about five to one. Uh, but uh, the other players have got that we that I've made a living off of for two years have gotten a lot better. You know what I'm saying? They're not like complete idiots like they like they were um you know for a year and a half and don't, but don't get me wrong they're they're still they're still i mean it's still one of the better spots you could ever play in and uh so i do well in the sure. game and i mean I don't, yeah i don't do well as well as i used to but uh you know we'll see what happens you know it ain't like a, it used to be a free 30 or forty thousand a month now it's it's a lot of work for it so um you know, I mean, I did go six months really without a losing week. I, I literally went from wow. from January through June without a losing week in the game. So when I had a losing streak before the World Series where I, I lost like 130,000, uh, I was like in shell shock. Like I didn't even think it was possible to lose that kind of. I saw your tweets. Game. Yeah. You were pretty devastated. I was because I wow. figured the most I could ever lose straight in the game like that was like 70,000. Uh, so I was a little shocked, but right before the World Series, after losing one thirty, I won back. Uh, had a seventeen day win streak, where I won back about eighty two. So that helped me give me confidence going into the World Series, and I think I think that's why I had such a good World Series. I mean, I made a bracelet bet for the first time in my life. I lost it, but <laughs> I this motherfucker I bet it with is a lucky motherfucker that I didn't win one of these. <laughs> But I'll get them. I'll get them in in May. I'll get or June. I'll get them. Do you have time for one more quickie? Sure. That sounded bad. Okay. Um, That's funny. We yeah, both thought felt the same that. way. That did sound bad, but it's okay. Yeah, sorry. Quickies you know, are good. You know what I meant. Um, no. Um. So the hustler broadcast. Do you think that, I, I, that seems pretty well done to me? Well, what's your thoughts? Uh. Well, I play with the guy. Uh. In our home game that you were talking about, the Phil game, uh, that runs it, Ryan Feldman. Um. They've done a really, really good job, and uh, I can't right. complain. He's done a great job. I'm proud of him. He's a good kid. Um, uh, he's a good guy. So I'm. Cl- they're doing really well. Good. So I'm really happy for him. Great. 
Well, well I hope your Pats win tonight. I hope so. I bet I I bet uh, small, real small. I, I don't bet football anymore, but I the only reason why I bet them is uh, the line makers open this game two and a half, and that means they're begging you to bet on Buffalo. When I see a line like that, I usually go the other way. So it went to three, so I took three for a thousand, just for something to watch. So we'll see. Yeah, something to do. Well, good luck and best to you and your cats. I love your cats. We need more photos of them on Twitter. Oh, definitely. I will uh, do that. I, I just joined an Instagram, so I'm going to start putting up stuff on my cats on Instagram. So, Excellent, excellent, great. Well, best of luck, buddy. All right, thank you so much for calling. Have a great day. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, too, Mike. Bye. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah, she seemed really nice. Uh, let's see. Let's take one more phone call and let's go watch the game. Do we have another call to take? All right. Here's one. We'll take this one. All right. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Hey, Mike. Uh, this, this is a personal question to you. Uh, what do you think it's gonna? You're gonna need. To finally get yourself in the Hall of Fame where you deserve it. <laughs> you mean letting dirt balls and and fucking people that have that can't even that don't get close to my resume? They put you putting people like them in. Um, I don't know. What What do you think? Will you ask what I think it's going to take? It's probably going to ha- take me changing my politics, and I ain't going to do it. So they can all go fucking eat it. You know what? But we'll see. You know. It's amazing. It's amazing how the people that get elected to the Poker Hall of Fame aren't even on the horizon, and all of a sudden their names come up and they get put on the Hall of Fame. I mean, they put people. They're put. They put. I mean, Ellie. Ellie has. It competes every year. He plays all the events. He. I mean, but he played twice as many events as me. Okay, and he got. Uh, I got. 61th and player of the year playing 23 tournaments. He finished like 80th. He played like 45 tournaments. Um, if you look at our resume, I'm like two to one better on him and on everything. And when it comes to cash games, it's like uh, he's not even in the same stratosphere as me. Um, but he's, a, you know, I'm not going to say nothing bad about him. Congratulations. But I mean, for the fact that I look at these people they put in, I mean, they put people in that have them showing up at the World Series in 10 years. You know, it's, if you read the 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 the, the, the rules are got to play at the highest stakes and you got to te- uh, pass the test of time. And uh, I'm 53 years old, almost 54, in chronic fucking pain, can barely fucking walk, and I'm doing better than any one of these motherfuckers. If that, if every one of them had to play in the pain ideal, well, you'll see. My documentary is coming out. Uh, should be out two weeks before the World Series of 2022. Uh, that we filmed it this year at the World Series, uh, and then you'll people will understand what I deal with every day, and they'll under, and people will understand will also understand the ups and downs of the World Series of Poker, the tournament poker. Uh, what it takes to grind every day. Uh, people are going to look at ter- they're going to look at the poker in a good light, but they're also going to look at it in a lens that they've never seen before. They're going to look at poker in a lens. It's just not all 
roses and and peachy king. It's a fucking toughest thing anybody could ever do. And I documented everything about it. And so the um, the documentary will be out right before the World Series, hopefully. And uh, you guys are going to get a good idea. Yeah, Ellie's better than me. Johnny, good, 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 good one, buddy. Yeah, they like to say Ellie's better than me. If, Belly's, if Ellie's better than me, why is he invited to the private games and I'm not allowed to play in the private games? Hmm. If Ellie was, if I was better than, if Ellie was better than me, he wouldn't be allowed in the private games. I would be. So take that up your ass, fucker. Anyways, Ellie, uh, Mike, listen. How many, how many people, just a real quick, one, one last question. How many people are on the selection committee for this? Yeah, well, like Bob Hope just said, Ellie is good friends with Doyle, and Doyle decides who's in the Hall of Fame up until next year. Doyle has zero stay starting in 2022, you know? So okay. um, that's, you know, and, you know, Doyle got Todd in on a first ballot Hall of Fame. Todd has one World Series of Poker bracelets, zero WPT final tables, zero main event final tables, a really great cash game player. We battled it out for many years, but he's not better than I am in cash games. I mean, he might be in the mix limit games he's probably as good as me and probably i'm not going to take nothing away from todd brunson he's a great great cash game player but i mean in no limit hold'em at pot limit omaha he's not even in my stratosphere so but doyle got him in and doyle got ellie in and um and we'll see what happens you know uh well i'm kind of over it now i i wanted to make sure i was in before my dad passed away in, in april of 2020 Right now, I truly don't give a fuck. Uh, I think it's a joke, but we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, I, I know one thing. Well, hopefully, uh, Mike, in 2022, we'll, we'll see your name up there. So, Yep, we'll see. Looking. All righty. Thanks for the call, and uh, go Pats. All right, All right guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Everybody, Bye. I, hate to, I hate to only make this an hour, um, but uh, if you uh, haven't joined my home game yet, email mouth poker at yahoo.com outmouth poker at yahoo.com get $250 in chips for 200 play one two no limit one two plo with me and uh i will uh be back next week for another podcast i'll let you know what's going on with the johnny chan 88 club whether me and my investors are going to buy it or not and um I'll see you guys next week and I'll let you know more information. Have a great week and stay safe. Love you all. Take care. The Mouthpiece.